Blog Talk Radio. Race fans, welcome to the most listened to show on the 110 Nation Radio Network when it's hot, it's hot. Presenting you the caution flag of racing radio, the DJ Music Man, and the Tasmanian Devil of Flaggers. Here's your host, Chris, Chris and Tad. All right, good evening, race fans. <laughs> it's your old buddy Craig Moore sitting in the producer's chair tonight. Chris Creighton is uh, on assignment. Uh, we'll find out more about that assignment next week when he comes back. But, uh, Taz, are you there? Oh, Taz. Jazz, are you there? Craig, you got me now? Okay, I got you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. I've had, I actually had myself on, on mute. Wow, I'm impressed. All right, Race Cat <laughs> Live fans, this is uh, Craig Moore sitting in the producer's chair tonight, uh, joined by my good buddy, Kaz Taylor. Um, so, Chris, is, as I said, Chris is on assignment. He will be back next week, uh, hopefully. Uh, I didn't get to watch Saturday's race. I listened to Sunday's race on the way back from upstate New York. Um, But I just watched the highlights from Saturday's race. And I'm going to say something, and it might make a few people mad. I don't really care, but I probably should say that the views and opinions expressed by myself and every other uh, host on this show is strictly our opinion. It's not the views of the station management or uh, Carolina Motor or Carolina uh, or anybody else. It's our views. Let's just get that out of the way. I think John Hunter or I think Ty Ty Gibbs needs a uh, taken out to the woodshed, if you will. Uh, I understand that Robin is racing, but dude, you've already got two wins. John Hunter Nemechek running for a win in the Xfinity Series is not a big deal because I was saying John Hunter not running for points though. Correct. But you know Ty Gibbs, but but you know Ty Gibbs is going to do get all the points he's going to get. No, he's take and advantage I understand of it. that, and I understand that, but. Remember a year or two ago when Noah Gregson did the same thing? He was rough riding everybody. I think last year uh, Gregson had a statement to make because he knew there was a lot of tough competition that was about ready to move up the cup, whereas his status was unsure if he was staying in Xfinity for another year or moving up the cup full-time. But I think uh, pressure got to him. And look where he is now. Right. And I also think that he realized that nobody was going to help him. You know, when you when you irritate enough people, and it doesn't matter whether it's racing, it's on the basketball field, the baseball field, or basketball court, baseball field, hockey, hockey rink, or in a regular nine-to-five job like we have, if you make your coworkers mad, they're not going to – work with you so nicely and I 
I really think that we're going to see Ty Gibbs taken out to the proverbial woodshed soon. And uh, I want to thank Mr. CJ Sports for joining in. Appreciate it. Um, and I believe Miss Lee is joining us as well. So, I mean, how many times? Um, how many times are we going to make excuses for Grandpa's? Excuse me, for Grandpa's uh, favorite son. He's. Listen, at the end of the day, he's not going to get penalized by by GPA. Um, he pretty much roughed up his own his own teammate. And, I mean, I get it. He was going for a win. It's his third win of the season. They raced five. What are we up to, six races this year? In the Xfinity uh, I believe it's, it's like six or seven, I think. Okay. Exactly, Miss Lee. Nobody's going to touch the coach's grandson. No one is going to discipline that boy. And that is wrong. Better and different, that is wrong. Um, he's won half of the Xfinity races this year. He's won half. Nobody's going to want to make the coach mad. Um, but sooner or later, sooner or later, somebody's got to sit that old codger down and say, listen, yes, Ty is winning, but he's making a lot of enemies. Yeah, if, he, if, you, if you don't he's think even... that they're going to remember that come October, November, you're sadly mistaken. I think he's uh, irritated some of the smaller teams, like Ryan Sieg, I believe. So, and now he's getting his teammates involved. I mean, right? I understand you want to make a name for yourself and do it strongly, but dude, you have a whole career ahead of you. Yeah, and Grandpa's not going to be around forever. He's he's going to go to the funeral home sooner or later. And uh, yeah, when he does, you're going to be hopefully racing longer than he's dead, or you know, long after he's dead. You do not want to make an enemy. You do oh, not, no, um, because just like, and here's a prime example: Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, Martinsville. That feud was. Pretty much all season long, Logano got into Kansas three weeks prior to that. I forget where it was at. I want to say it was Kansas. Kansas didn't do anything about it right away until they got to Martinsville. And then Matt apparently had an argument with his wife earlier that morning. And uh, he was in a bad mood. So he was running like crap. Lo and behold... Joey got in his way, and he moved Joey out of it. So pretty much, you know, it didn't. The, the The retaliation didn't happen the next week. It happened three weeks later at a short track. Excuse me. So, you know, it, it's pretty much not something you want to uh, 
not something you want to let go. And I don't really know how they're going to uh, how they're going to rectify and reel in Mr. Ty Gibbs. I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Mr. Taylor, or should we just say Alana's dad? <laughs> um, I don't. Ty Gibbs is not going to be touchable. He's just not going to be touchable at all. Unfortunately, there's nothing near anyone's going to do about it. Um, maybe we'll see something change later down the road. I'll believe it when I see it, but until, uh, people can convince me otherwise, he's just going to be untouchable and that's just the way it is. He's going to do whatever he wants. All right. So let me ask you a question. <clears throat> so let's say for all intensive purposes, Kyle Bush is in this and they run in an Xfinity race in the 18th. And it comes down to him and Grandpa's little boy. And he starts beating and banging on Kyle. You really think Kyle's going to sit there and take it without wrecking him? Oh, no, he won't. He will not. Maybe, just maybe. Just maybe. And I'm not a huge Kyle Busch fan. But... um, just maybe Kyle needs to run an Xfinity race here soon. And uh, I don't think he's not going to. Well, I think that would probably be the best way to calm Mr. Gibbs, Mr. Gibbs down. But that's just my thought. Yeah, he's not going to so, run an Xfinity race. I think he's done all that he can at this point now. So let me uh, let's talk Cup Series. Obviously, I didn't watch the Cup Series race. I was well, I was watching bits and pieces of it while we were at Imperial Lanes Sunday for Schaefer Racing's uh, bowling benefit, which yep. was an absolute blast, by the way. Um, and we're gonna have Mike Jackson on with us from Swagger Factory out Swagger Factory Apparel in a few weeks. Uh, I believe it's at the end of the month. But uh, I did listen to it on the way back down here. Um, And from what I heard and from what I saw, it was pretty much a follow-the-leader style race all day. There was was five cautions. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. There was five cautions for – and two of them were stage breaks. I mean, I don't know what they have to do to fire up Richmond again, but. uh, Yeah, I'm not sure either. That track is needing something because, I mean, even the Xfinity race, to me, didn't really deliver because, I mean, you had two drivers basically dominate the show. Yeah, and when that happens, and when that happens, it just makes for, it's like watching the Talladega race, and there's no cautions. And it's happened. You won't get that now because we have stage breaks because we want everybody to get a trophy in NASCAR of some sort. Um, but gone, long gone are caution-free races. 
But when you have five cautions and two of them are stage breaks, NASCAR has got to do something to fix that. Now, I will tell you that William Byron was, you know, he was not who I had picked to win. Actually, I believe I had Kyle Busch. Yes, and um, and I was really, really happy because, as I said, I was paying attention to it as much as I could once before we started the auctioning of the stuff off at the at the uh, alley. But I'll talk about that in my black flag segment, checkered flag and black flag segment. But um, you know him only taking two tires or whatever and not going back in to put on fresh rubber. And I'm talking about William Byron still be able to maintain what he really needed was a caution to come out while everybody, but three cars were lapped down and he would have been golden. But, that didn't happen. That it, I mean, the race just didn't fully deliver. I mean, Richmond's kind of a boring short track, and I don't usually say that very often about short tracks because I love short track racing no matter what track it is, but Richmond just did not – I don't know. It needs uh, – they need something to add, like a second high, second lane to that track to make it more interesting. Because I mean, the only thing that with the race that started off was Ryan Blaney. I mean, dominated the whole entire race for the first part of that. Right. And then after that, you had like your green flag pit stops and such, and um. I can't I can't remember exactly who was leading um when Ryan wasn't at the time but and then towards the end the end was pretty much the exciting part because that's where pit strategy really came in it came, and everyone you you would have thought that Larson and Hamlin maybe they would have been uh maybe they didn't have enough time and maybe uh Byron would have said something, or even Truex would have had a late race uh, charge and sneak one in. But the end, like, I would say like the last 15, 20 laps was where it was the interesting part. Other than that, there was nothing much to it. The only time things right. got exciting was trying to figure out who came out when during the green flag pit stop cycles. Right, and that's why, you know, I asked this in the group chat. Hopefully, Miss Lee and, and CJ will chime in. What can NASCAR do? And you said the same thing. Maybe using maybe using that uh, joint compound or that sticky compound that they use to to rubber in the lane or get them to stick. Maybe putting that up a little high in the group in another racing group. Um, that's about the only thing I can think of. Because yeah, as like, I said last, whatever they did, last week, whatever they did to whatever they did to Phoenix, I would say add it to Richmond. 
Yeah. They've got to do something because if it's not exciting, fans ain't going to show up, ticket sales are going to go, and then they're going to take it off the schedule, and then everybody is going to whine and cry at the fact that Richmond lost a race. Well, Richmond lost a race because NASCAR didn't do what they needed to to bring (laughs) this. What's that? Throw out a water bottle. I like that. Um, they've got to do something or, or they're going to take it off the schedule and then people are going to complain. Oh, they took Richmond's spring race off the schedule. Well, because it's boring. So now Pretty we're fun. going to Martinsville this week. Now we're going to well, Martinsville we'll have, this week. Yeah, we'll have entertaining short track racing in the next two weeks. But, I yeah. mean, Richmond, Richmond is Richmond. It happened. The guys that we expected to be front runners all day um just didn't finish really finish out that way is what i can really say um i mean kyle bush and joey logano which were two of our picks versus kyle larson and tyler reddick which were the other two i mean kyle bush and logano were top 10 for 90 percent of the race and then closing laps it was see you later Here's what happened. Here's what happened to uh, Joey Logano. Pretty much. Fair enough. We'll Fair talk enough. about we'll we'll talk about Kyle Bush in a little while because uh, in about twelve minutes when we do our checkered flag black flag, um, I mean, congrats to Hamster. Uh, Denny Hamlin. That's the only nickname I remember. Uh, you know, Denny Hamster. I like, <laughs> yeah, Denny Hamster. I kind of, you know, I don't know if you listen to the race on Sirius and watch it on TV, or if you just listen to it on, uh, watch it and listen to it on television, or if you just listen to it on MRN. Obviously, we were we were traveling back from New York. And uh, I'm listening to it. And hearing those guys say, you know, well, he, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. could pretty much be up front with about 10 laps to go. They were only four laps shy. And had they not gotten involved in lap traffic, they would have been up there. Uh, they would have been up there sooner. But, I mean, my hat's off to Denny Hamlin and, and his crew and Martin Truex and and his crew. I mean, JGR really showed out. Um, as I said, Kyle Busch got screwed, uh, which really irks me because that would have meant I would have had two wins two weeks in a row. Um, you know, NASCAR kind of helped. NASCAR kind of helped that. So... Um, what do you got, Cass? Um, the only thing I could really say about, I don't think I have anything else for Richmond. I'll kind of go through results here quickly. Um, we touched on Xfinity, uh, to start the show. So stage one finished with John Hunter Nemechek winning it, uh, Noah Gregson second, Josh Berry third, A.J. Allmendinger fourth, uh, 
Ty Gibbs, the top five, Ryan Sieg, Parker Retzlav, Brandon Jones, Austin Hill, and Sam Mayer, the top ten. In stage two, it was Ty Gibbs getting the win over John Hunter Nemechek, Josh Berry, Ryan Sieg, A.J. Allmendinger, the top five, Anthony Alfredo, Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, Riley Herbst, and Parker Retzlav, uh, the top ten there. And in the uh, race, it was Ty Gibbs getting the win, John Hunter Nemechek second, Sam Mayer, A.J. Allmendinger, Riley Herbst, the top five, Daniel Hemrick, Josh Berry, Brandon Brown, and Ryan Sieg, the top ten. Um, two notable drivers that finished outside of that were Noah Gregson in 21st. He was a uh, he was a pick for this week, and Sheldon Creed was also a pick this week. He finished 22nd. Move over to the Cup Series real quick. Um, in stage one, it was Ryan Blaney, as mentioned earlier, over William Byron, Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, the top five, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, the top ten. Stage two was Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski. And then in the race... As it ends, Denny Hamlin surges late to get the victory over Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Martin Triggs Jr., Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, and Austin Dillon, the top 10. Notable outside picks were Tyler Reddick in 12th and Joey Logano in 17th. But um, should we say shocking news, actually, now that I've read the results? Um, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick, who have been quiet for, through the first few races, and look where, look what they did this weekend. Is Brad oh, Keselowski sorry, finally on. getting? Is BK getting the the kick in the rear end? Well, I don't. Uh, it might be too early to. Uh... It might be too early to say it, but, uh, yeah, he might be on the right track to turn his season around. I hope so, because he's got a huge deficit in points to overcome. Um, I mean, they are appealing that. I think it's pointless. But, you know... They're appealing it, so now everybody can stay until they lose their appeal. And if they appeal it again, then everybody stays. Uh, that yeah, might I be think... just the way it is until they get past the dirt race. If I remembered right, their appeal is supposed to be – the resolve of the appeal is supposed to be coming in very shortly, if I remembered right. It should be in tomorrow or Thursday. On... And as soon as... Yeah, he like may he... have turned the corner, Miss Lee. I feel like um, I'm hoping that Harvick could be – what I'm hoping for with Harvick, honestly, is he's not doing essentially the Jimmy Johnson move, which is keep going, keep going, keep going until there's, like, nothing left of you. And then – Yeah, it's it's overstaying your welcome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan, and I'm – and I'm glad he's moved on to um, different challenges and 
He's not racing as much as he used to, but when I'm trying to think, when you get the kick you get the that kick. you and Chad Knauss are essentially not clicking, and you try a season without him, you should have retired a year after because obviously nothing was clicking for you. Now, granted the fact um, when Cliff Daniels finally took over um, the 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 pit box, there was something going. But, of course, Johnson at his age was just not there, whereas Cliff Daniels needed to be. But Kevin Harvick, um, I'm hoping that this weekend really turns something around for him. I hope so. I hope it's I hope it's a step in the right direction. Um, just like with Kozlowski, I hope it's a step in the right direction. I hope that they uh, <clears throat> they have found the missing pieces. I don't mean that literally, um, but I hope that they have found what they've been looking for. Like they found, they figured this this new car out because this new car is here to stay. It's not an experiment. Sad but true. Yeah. And sooner or later, how many tire penalties were there this week? I didn't I hear didn't, any. I I didn't hear any. I think today, this week was a quiet week about tire issues. Yeah. Don't knock on don't 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 knock on wood yet. Yeah, well, I think if we would, if there would have been some, we would have heard about them already. But um, I just hope that you know the tire woes are done with, and people have learned that hey, we gotta, we gotta, we only have one lug nut. We've got to get it right. Um. So. Let's move on to checker flag, black flag. Um, hopefully, Miss Lee will chime in on this because she is a uh, or or CJ, one of the two. Um, I'll, I'll start. My checkered flag is my checkered flag is the eleven team of Denny Hamster, and uh, you know, it, it's nice to see them back atop with a win. It's been a it while. It didn't take as long this time. No, it didn't take as long, which is a good thing. Um, my black flag, I'm actually going to give it to NASCAR. Uh, I think that NASCAR screwed up when it came to Kyle Busch. And that penalty, you're going to let that band run 200 laps before you realize, hey, he's got tape in the wrong spot. What happened was they put it over the grill and not the brake duct like they thought. But it took NASCAR 200 laps to figure that out. Come on, I'm sorry. But how many pit stops did he make? And they didn't they didn't figure it out. Um, they they they're not allowing tape on the NASCAR's not allowing tape on the grill anymore because these cars 
have all the downforce they need. Tape on the grill in the right spots allows gives the car more downforce. So they were trying to put it on the um, brake duct on the right uh, brake duct. Instead, they're on the left side of the brake duct. Instead, they put it on the grill. NASCAR let them run two hours or 200 laps when they finally penalized them. I think that uh, part of me wonders. Oh, colleague racing. They got smacked for lug nut violations. So thank you, Miss Lee, for that. We'll talk about that in a second. So, Taz, that's my black flag, my checkered flag. I'm interested to hear yours. Ooh. Black oh, Taz, gonna... unmute your phone. Hey, I did unmute. Mine's bent on unmute. What are you doing? Unmute. Okay, you're there. Yeah, I'm, right, so I, I'll say, unless you, unless you muted me this time, I've been on unmute this entire time. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> All right, so, so let's have your checkered flag, black flag, buddy. So I'm going to start with black flag, and my black flag is going to be Richmond in general. Something needs to happen. And regardless if it's a night race or day race, the racing is still the same. You would think that you would have one race that's better than the other, but to me, it's the same deal. And something's got to change. Regardless if you add um, more rubber to a certain lane to make it work, or you, say, do like a repave, I don't know. Something just needs to change. I'm not sure what that factor is, but with Richmond, especially with as banked as it is, you need multi-groove racing of some sort. I mean, Phoenix, they barely have any banking, and they got multi-groove racing. Right. But I, I mean, thought I you heard... were not a proponent of uh, repays. It depends on the track for me. I, I don't know. Because I remember last week or the week before when we had Atlanta. Well, hold on. Atlanta. Uh, you went from um, intermediate racing style to super speedway style. And to to me, it just, like I said, that w- that may eventually grow on me. But for the start of it, it to me, I, I'm not a big, not a huge fan of it. Like I said, it may grow on me, and I may end up liking it towards the end. But as far as Richmond, I I have no idea. Um, something needs to change, and I hope it's soon. Uh, here's what if I'd anything, like to see I think there. if anything, I think Richmond should go down to one race. That's my opinion. All right. So, let me ask you this. What if we take that one race and we put it in the middle of the summer when it's super hot at Richmond, which means the track's going to be super slick, like Bowser from Sean Na's hair. I just dated myself. Miss Lee will get a chuckle out of that. 
uh, where it now um, becomes super hard to drive. So, I mean, that's always that's always a possibility. My checker flag news goes out to, as I mentioned earlier, Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski. Other than Brad showing up at Daytona, which is usually expected because Brad loves super speedway races, he gave me an eye-opener because it makes me think that, okay, maybe they have something going, going finally. Uh, as far as Kevin Harvick, I'm glad we're not – I'm hoping that he turns the page in, um, in hopes that Chase Briscoe isn't the guy that leads the charge. I mean, right now you can easily argue that Chase Briscoe is the one and only guy that Storehouse can rely on. But if they need a second guy, it's got to be Kevin Harvick because I'm a roll of retiring. He ain't going to care as much. Let's face it. Cole no, Custer, I don't know if I mean, not, he's not going to care. But go ahead. Well, but um, Cole Custer, he's been, I don't know, he's all over the place. What was it, his rookie season? He won a race in shocking fashion, and then last year was either on the outside looking in or on the bubble. Right. Kevin Har- so I'm hoping Kevin Harvick gets back to where we know he can he can perform and race and do well. As far as but Almarola, that's another story for another day, another story. I I don't want to say that he doesn't care, but I think he's at the point where you know I'm just here to have fun, kind of deal. I don't really have pressure on me now. Well, no, and it's going to be interesting to see who takes his seat. Uh, I'm, yeah, because, well, actually, I think I might know, but, of course, he would need sponsorship to back him up. But with Stuart Haas, you got to have something there. And I think with his performances, as far as in the truck series go, um, I'm hoping that something will happen. If you know where I'm going with that, you know who I'm talking about. But if you don't, well, this will be a uh, this will be a topic for another day when we get further down to silly season talks. All right. Well, silly season talk honestly could start at any time because we all know that somebody can be. Right now, Eric Almarola is 57 points out. He's sitting in 11th. Uh, he's got one oh, top Fred, five, three top ten. We forgot stat of the day. Oh, stat of the day, stat of the day. Let's have the stat of the day there, buddy. I'm working on pulling up the stats from the cup race here. Uh, boy. Here we go. That of the day from this past weekend, we had 13 lead changes 
And as Craig said, five cautions. Now, you don't know how many leaders we got. Let's find out here. We only had seven different leaders. Wow. Ryan Blaney led the most with 128. William Byron led 122. Then you want to cut down some trees there because Truex was the next one in line leading 80. Christopher Bell led 63. And then cut some more trees down to about nothing because Denny Hamlin led five and Kyle Busch, Joey Logano each led one. Right, but the one that uh, Denny Hamlin led was the most important. Of course it is. So, <laughs> so really, um, and uh, here's an also big stat, too. 3,072 green flag passes, which averages to about 8.4 wow. per green flag lap. Amazing. I mean, we all thought it was a snoozer, but if you look at that stat, that's impressive. Right, but I think it was I think it was a snoozer from kind of a different perspective as far as there wasn't a lot of cautions. Um, not cautions like we're used to seeing elsewhere. Uh, Richmond, you know, used to be good for caution flags. And not this year. But, you know, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to see. I know com- coming up in about eight minutes or less than ten minutes, on it, honestly, we're going to have David and Ashley Herrick. Uh, they were supposed to be joining us. I'll let you know as soon as they're in the studio, Mr. Taz. What are and- the last four of their phone numbers? Uh, I did not get that, so I can work on that. But Xfinity, I watched the highlights, and Craig, you said you watched the highlights too. Did you catch where somebody in the broadcast booth said there was a lot of cautions during that race? Yeah. Apparently, they don't know how to count cautions because there was only three cautions for 24 laps. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe in their drunken stupor. They had eight lead changes, and they had 879 green flag passes, which averages to almost four per green flag lap. So you're going from Xfinity, who had 879 passes, green flag passes, to Cub, who had, what did I say? It was like, what, 3,000? Right. But I think a lot of those passes could be from the green flag cycles, though. I don't know if that actually counts. Nah, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I got to shoot uh, Luke Man the call-in number. Um, let's see if we have the other ones in yet. No, we do not. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that, uh, how they came up with it. Here's, I got a question for you. 
What did you think of uh, Amigo in the uh, booth? Oh, Suarez is a Suarez has some flavor. Um, I don't. I think there's times where he's hard to understand, but you could say that's his accent because of his background. But I think he's got some flavor. Um, he's got promise. He's got some work to do, but I think he's got promise. If he were to go into the broadcast booth at any time in the future, like when his driving career comes to an end, he's got, um, when, oh crap, I lost my words, but he's entertaining. I like him in the booth. I like him in the booth. I, uh, I think he's entertaining and he's in, insightful. Um, and I like the fact that they're bringing in drivers on a regular basis because it gives a new perspective. It gives a different perspective. Uh, when you have crew chiefs, I get it. Crew chiefs are, uh, you know, they're pretty much all knowing. But when you get, when you hear it from a driver's standpoint, it makes it a lot better in my eyes. I think what's also uh, great about Suarez too is that he he's been through a lot. And what I mean by that is that he got rushed to cup because Carl Edwards shockingly just decided to retire. So could to kind of fill in the his seat was Suarez. And he pretty much, in my opinion I think he got thrown the dumpster fire with Joe Gibbs. Right. And he was given a chance with Stuart Haas. And we all could argue, was it really talent because of how crabby he was doing with Gibbs versus how crabby he was doing with Stuart? So it was kind of like wishy-washy. Then he gets a chance with... um, he, I believe he ran with Gaunt Brothers for a year, which he had to basically qualify into every race because they were not a chartered team. And unfortunately, he missed the Daytona 500. And then he worked his way through with the Gaunt brothers, and then Trackhouse uh, came through. And look where he's gotten now, because Trackhouse last year started with only one car, so he had, like, so it was basically just him, just making a name for himself, right. and not when, really have to hide behind somebody else's shadow. And when that happened... All right, they are in. They are in the studio, so I'm going to bring them in. When that happened, I was kind of like, "Oh, here we go. He's going to waste another seat." And we'll talk to. We'll talk about that later if we have more time. All right, um, Mr. Herrick, Miss Ashley, can you hear me? We can. All right, good. I got it right this time. Uh, real quick, <laughs> before we get started on your announcement, I want to just say it was great to see you guys. Uh, to, uh, yes, it was great Schaefer, to see you, too. Oh, the Schaefer benefit. Uh, I do love actually tear. By the way, I was going to do that to mine, but then I cut it today. <laughs> so, all right. 
so we got some Taz let us in on some things last week. Uh, but tell us how you decided to put this the promoter's hat on yourself and start up this carding organization. Oh, we were sitting on the couch one day, probably early season last year, and we were like, all right, no other teams are out traveling around. There's no other promoters out here besides Tom with the WCRS. He wasn't traveling last year because of COVID. I was like, all right, well, I threw around an idea with David, and I go, what if we start our own series? And we'll go, we'll throw it back. No wings. Let's do, like, early 2000s champ carts, basic rules, animals, the whole nine. He goes, yeah, I ran it by Luke. I ran it by Taz, and he goes, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. So we rolled with it. We did pretty good last year. We got a good amount of carts. Everybody likes running with no wings. I mean, it was a pretty neat idea, and I was like, and I was pregnant, so I was like, well, can't really race, so I'm going to put the promoter hat on. We'll roll with it. And this year we got quite a bit of tracks actually reaching out to us to bring the series there. Um, We got Allegheny on board and um, a couple other places, they're like, hey, can you bring the series out? You know, you guys are doing good. You know, we want to run different shows, stuff like that. So here we are. Second year in, we got six races lined up, and we probably can have a couple more. But so far, it's been quite the ride. I've watched different things from a different perspective as a racer and a promoter, and I'm like, all right, this is different. This is a learning experience. And I came from, you know, racing in the back of the pack with, you know, a cart that I picked up in East Bejesus down in Connecticut. And the guy was like, hey, I'll sell you this cart. You know, I learned a lot being a promoter and knowing what to do, what don't to do. Um, Last season was kind of like a trial and error to me. I was like, all right, well, I want everybody's input on how to adjust my rules so that way it accommodates everybody, including children. I want to see children come up and race. I want to see them do good. I want to see them come off the track happy. I uh, Last year, we didn't have that many kids in the classes. My kids race. You know, the little things, trophies, kids love trophies. They like getting their pictures taken. They like getting a high five coming off the track. That's the type of environment that these kids need. Everybody's arguing over tires right now. We don't care about tires. Nobody cares. We want these kids to come in happy, come off the track happy. We want their parents to be happy with the way the program's run, the way the series is run. And that's all it's about. I go, I want to go race and have fun on the weekends. There's no money up here in racing, but I give money out of my own pocket for the the races that I hold. So, like, Kroga, I hold money races. I hold the money races. The money's coming out of my own pocket. I fund this myself. We don't have sponsors. We have our sponsors for our, our racing, but the money comes out of our own pockets. 
so let me ask you. So you've been you've been a racer, you've been a promoter. <clears throat> Which one do you like better, and why? And and I'll let you answer that, and then I want to hear what uh, David's response is. So I like being a promoter more than being the racer because it's more interesting. You get to watch the talent, the different levels of talent, the people that are coming in. You know, you got the starters, and I get to actually, like, go over and talk to them and see how their season's going and, you know, not, you know, be competitive and be like, oh, well, that guy's racing me. I can't talk to him. I don't want him to find out what I'm using for prep in my tires. I don't want him to find out what gear I'm running. I just go over and talk to him and, you know, I'm very friendly with everybody and they're like, wow, yeah, cool. Talk to them about how their season's going. And I like that. I like that part of being the promoter. I think I like promoting better than racing. Interesting. All right, Mr. Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the opposite. You don't agree. I don't. I don't agree. I'd re- I'd rather be the racer, not the promoter. I, I can't say that I blame you. There's there's definitely a lot of uh, work behind being a promoter to keep everyone happy. But on the flip side of that, you know that you're not going to keep everybody happy. Yeah. Somebody yeah. somewhere right. is going to, to be upset. Right. So it's uh it's it's uh you're walking that fine line as to you know I'm gonna do what's best in the interest of everyone but I know that I'm gonna make somebody upset. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I like the idea. I mean, and Ashley's right. Every kid loves a trophy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, everybody wants. And, I mean, I made this made this statement earlier when I was talking about uh, stage racing in NASCAR. I said uh, the stage racing was so that everybody got a proverbial trophy. Um, but I think in go-kart racing, you, you want everybody to be happy because it's, it's the beginning of bigger and better things. Right. You know, the... Some people, there's people around here that they've been racing forever. Allery. Right. Lane Seville, um, let's see, Matt Chavis, he's been around forever, racing all over the place. And and they're very respected in the racing community, especially in upstate New York. Right. Jeremy Tuttle, he's very respected. He races all over the place, too. And they don't want to do anything else. Me... They don't want to move up. Right. There's some people that are strictly happy right where they're at, and that's good. Because Those then are they can help. Thrive in the karting community. Correct. 
because they're going and they're going to want to help the younger generations. Um, because because the younger generation is the future of the series. I mean, hell, when we're dead and gone, I'm hoping that somebody takes over Race Chat Live and blows it out of the window or out of the water. Um, what are some of the – I mean, I know Taz has done – is part of the series, so – but, I mean – Taz, help me out here, brother. Jump in anytime. Feel free. I don't care that you're part of the series. All right, so Taz, here I got a question for you. When, how did they approach you about being part of this series that they were putting this this series they were putting together? I think you fell asleep. I think so too. He might be taking care of. He might be taking care of the baby. Uh, uh, oh, there we go. All right. Um. So, let's see. We had, I think, David and Ashley came up with running their own series and such, and they approached Luke and I, and then they, we were all joking about the fact of, um, having your own series staff and this and that, blah blah blah, and they ended up taking the joke and actually seriously asking what role do you want to play part of? And to me, I didn't care either way, but I, when they had, when they asked Luke about being possible race director, Luke said, if you have me race director, there's only one person I can ask to ask and rely on to flag and, and I want to I want right? to own Flagger for the series, and so that's kind of how it worked. And Ashley and David were like, "All right, jump on board." So last year we last year I did only a couple races, means that uh, a lot of them I couldn't really make out or and whatnot. And this year, uh, with me stepping down from more of the weekly stuff for the time being opened up my schedule more and of course David and Ashley with open arms said would you want to flag with us again and we got to talk and I said well I don't have any plans as of right now so if you guys uh if you guys need a flagger again or want one again I'll be glad to do so and you guys have my you guys will be my first gig for the year and they decided to say, "Yeah, sure, we'll have we'll have you be our flagger again." So here we are. I'll be uh, traveling with these guys. The only there's only one race I won't be able to make because of family vacation. But this year we're looking at making uh, five of the six. I am looking to make it five out of the six races. And if they add more, we'll see how the schedule falls into place. All right, so now let me ask you something. What is the average, um, and Luke will be joining us here in about three minutes or so. Um, matter of fact, he might be on now. Um, with fuel prices the way that they run, um, what are you guys running in the carts for, 
for fuel? You're just running uh, regular unleaded? No, it's uh, we, they all run on alcohol. Well, the animals, they run on alcohol, and the predators for the kids, they'll be on gas. Okay. So what does, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying, I'm, I'm trying to ask you a question. Um, what is the price of the alcohol to run per gallon? Um, last year it varied from track to track. Uh, some tracks were $7 a gallon. Other tracks were $10 a gallon. And how many um, gallons not, do you typically go through in a race? Um, normally if you get one, one gallon, it'll do, uh, it'll do you good for the rest the whole night. Okay. And again, I was just playing devil. I was just trying to figure it out. Now, where is the furthest track that you're you're uh, racing at? Uh, Allegheny. And that's what down near Binghamton, right? Yes, down below Binghamton, I do believe it is. Okay. And then another or one that's my father, pretty. Or as my father calls it, when we were driving up to uh, Binghamton. Because yeah. he couldn't remember how to bring the um, Another one, uh, another one that's pretty far away is Hannibal, which uh, I mean that's not I mean it's not too far, but it's far enough. Uh, it's above Syracuse, like uh, um, Oswego area. Okay, now they obviously have their own karting programs up there. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll just be Luke like an added class to the him. show. All right, Luke is called in. Uh, let me bring him into the studio. Mr. Rakowski, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. Um, oh, boy, I just want to let you know there. that I... What's that? I said, oh, boy, the the whole party gang is here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I just want to say that... Uh, what you saw on Sunday is not what you'd see now. If you could see me, my face is trimmed and my hair is cut because I'm out of the Northeast until at least June. And uh, so I could get rid of my winter wear because uh, it was cold up there this weekend. I've tried to bring the heat with me, but apparently it didn't want to follow. So, Luke, <laughs> yeah. how in the heck are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh <clears throat> I'm uh just out here uh working in the garage and getting some tires ready. So when they brought this idea to you, what was your first thought? Uh what should I do? I, I just I just tuned in, I just called in, so what did what did I miss, I guess is the question. What idea are we talking about? Uh when when they come up with the the series that they, they founded, um and they asked you to be a part of it. What was your initial thought? I thought it was a good idea. I mean, they got some, uh, uh, you know, competition as far as series goes and <clears throat> is good. Uh, competition overall is good as it, it forces people to refine their product and, uh, you know, change the way they do things and reevaluate. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, – I, 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 was, I was positive about it. You know, as, as always with first first years and stuff, it's always a challenge. But I think um, 
you know, David and Ashley, they got some, you know, the driving force behind it. They got some great ideas and, and uh, really excited to see what, uh, you know, the second season here turns, uh, you know, turns up and brings around. So it was, it was positive. Definitely a good thing. Now, That's awesome, I'm going to chime in here quick. Cause I don't know if we still have David and Ashley with us for a sec for another minute or two. Yeah, we're still here. All right. So, we're going to transition while we have everybody here. What are the, for those who don't know, because obviously um, I personally know, but there's some news to bring out if you guys are already to bring it on. And this is where Luke can chime in too. What classes does the NYCKS offer for those who are looking to get into the series that are just finding out? David, it's all you, man. This is uh, this is <laughs> your guys' idea. So, so we have the junior class. Uh, what's five to five to nine novice, five to nine pro, and five to nine pro as well. And then there's the ten to fifteen class that's also running the Predator engine. And then the adult champs are running the animals. And coming with us. As well this year is Luke um, more tire predator class. You will make a very special appearance at most of the tracks. There you go. So I guess got... that's the there's the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So schedules out. We heard about what where the tracks are. We now have the more tire predator. Um, Luke, you're kind of the brainstormer of the Mower Tire Predator. Uh, what are the, what are some of the basic rules you guys, or the series will be incorporating? Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's kind of like the, the evolution of when the class started. Um, you know, it's, it's, we're going to do, I did, uh, when David and Ashley approached me and said, Hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, you know, great. I'll just revise the rules that I originally written. So essentially, you got a flat cart chassis. Um, you have there's a 10 to 15, 16 and up class. 10 to 15 is min- minimum weight 300 pounds. 15 and up is 350. Um, all uh, all classes utilize a 212 Predator motor, Hemi or non-Hemi, with um, you know open pipe and a filtered rejetting of the carbs. So uh, you know stock internal stock valve train uh different springs are allowed um and then uh open body style you might want to run some sort of side panel but anything else just kind of wing it you know creativity and uh i think that's pretty much it so the the tires um are you know really separated um we run 13 by six and a half uh no 13 by six by six and a half um mower tires turf saver or turf master oh i think it's turf saver this year i think we're just going with a turf saver tire on the uh on the on the six and a half by with the two and a half inch offset rim so on all four corners so um that's pretty much the extent of it um we kind of mirrored um you know it transitioned from when we got the class going to where it's at now in the area so i understand you know i'm trying to keep the rules somewhat to the same i believe the only difference in the rules between uh locally here um with what like Kuroga started doing with it is um, it's not a claimer class, and there is no, um, like, body mandate. 
aside from the side panel. So I believe that are the only minor differences, but that would allow people to um, and uh, and no uh, billet flywheels, I believe. So um, that's I believe those are the only differences in the classes. So um, that's what we got going on there. All right, awesome. All right, Cash, you got anything else? I mean, I know you're involved in this, but uh, do you have anything else no, that uh, I, you want to bring into this? No, I don't have anything else. Craig, if you don't have anything else, then we'll uh, I'll just say thank you to David and Ashley for coming on, bringing on, uh, bringing in news with Luke and getting to break down what the NYCKS is about. Um, they're on Facebook, uh, New York Champ Cart Series. And David and Ashley, thank you for coming on, Craig. Thank you. Thanks for thank having you us. very much. I, I appreciate it. And uh, sorry you couldn't make it uh, last week, but we understand that, uh, you know, when duty calls, you've got to answer. Yes. So, uh, you know, so we appreciate you guys coming on and, We'll look forward to having you on later in the season once, uh, probably once your season wraps up. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was David and Ashley Herrick uh, joining us to tell us what is new in their series for 2022. All right. Well, it's nice that we have an audience that'll clap for us. <laughs> as long as they're not booing. Well, I don't know. I mean, if as long if they're well, I mean, if they, whether they're clapping or, whether they're yeah whether, well whether well that too that means there's no one listening. <laughs> but whether they're clapping or if they're cheering or they're booing, they're still paying attention to you. So there you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Luke. It was great yes. to see you and the kids and spend some time with you guys on Saturday. Um, yes, yes, it was. So tell us what is new and exciting in the world of Rakoski family racing. Now, I've talked to you over the off season quite a bit. Um, talked to the kids a little bit, and Aaron is supposed to be there, is he not? Um, Aaron is not yet back from his mother. So if he gets back in time, I told him he was going to come on and say a few words, but, um, if he's not, then you'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll have a kind of nice conversation. Yeah. Well, I was kind of looking forward to talking to him. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I, <laughs> I totally, I totally get it. <laughs> um, actually I, I said to the kids, I said, Saturday, I said, so how's the cars coming along? Good. I said, um, Aaron, how many weight races are you going to win this year? He says, all of them. <laughs> I said, so you're not going to leave any for your sister? He goes, nope. She might have something well, to say about that, but we'll say, see. She she did have something to say about that. She said, uh, no, I'm going to win some. And I'm like, oh, I love this. I love this. But... Um, so what's new and exciting in the Rakowski family racing uh, camp, if you will? Um, it's kind of the, we're just kind of 
doing the same thing as we did last year. Um, I mean, there is a little bit difference as we've um, we've broken Aaron off. Um, he's still part of Rakoski Family Racing because he's part of the family and he's my son. Um, but as far as um, a PR and branding goes, he's under his own Aaron Rakoski Racing now, um, and that's because I you know I foresee him carrying on, um, continuing on for quite a long time in racing and. Um, if his sisters do, that's great. If not, um, that's fine too. And if he doesn't feel like continuing, that's fine too. But at this point, out of the four of them, he is most likely to continue in a, in a, you know, competitive fashion. And I felt like it was necessary to, um, start branching the brand off, um, for him. Um, other than that, um, nothing really, like I said, we're just kind of doing the same thing as we did last year. Um, actually a little bit different, um, we still aren't I, we still don't have a schedule locked in yet. I haven't um decided on exactly what we're doing or when we're gonna do it. Um I'm kind of waiting on in fact I'm not kind of I am waiting on um the WCRS to at some point come out with a schedule um because they have the their um version of the more tire class under the WCRS and in talks with Aaron and Ava, um, I, our plan was to follow the series and, you know, fill in as we wanted to, um, racing kind of, kind of more quantity over quality over, over or quality over quantity and kind of hit, um, you know, bigger name races and series. And that, you know, with David and Ashley coming out with the NYCKS and having the, the mower tire classes and as a supporting class, um, we're also going to, uh, run. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be four or five of the races there. The the one that's I think it's uh, Allegheny. I don't foresee us making that just because of distance. Um, but the Hannibal, I was not I was not planning on running, but I can. Um, it's on a Friday, and uh, and I, that's more that's doable. It's not a tremendously far, um, you know, two hours, two and a half, I think. So that's doable, but a little four hours, a little much, but. Um, so, uh, but as far as, so Aaron and Ava are going to run the more tire classes uh, with the NYCKS and whenever the WCRS gets around to putting a schedule out, if that's doable as well, um, we'll, we'll run the series there instead of running, um, you know, kind of like locally for points. And there's a reason behind that because um, with the younger girls, Kirza, um we have decided that they are going to run on like a part, part-time basis. Right. We you know we're talking with them about it. They're, you know, they, you know, they're kind of six and one and a half dozen the other about, you know, they enjoy racing, but it's not, you know, not to the extent that I don't think they want to run every week. So we are going to have them run in the junior one class, probably about like once a month or so, or, or however the schedule shakes out down at action park. Um, uh, Brian Mills of Mills Race Fabrication, who is uh, one of our newest uh, partners for 2022 and is also doing the prep for us for carts and stuff. Um, uh, he's down that way. He runs there. And we were talking. And because at that point, there was no there was no class up here um, when you're, you know, when you're involved in the 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 creation of a class as it were in the area with the more tires and I'm, you know, I'm invested in that class. And then, you know, it, it, you know, 
things change and other people, you know, you know, do what they do. And so there's, you know, I'm kind of tied into running that class. At this point, there was no beginner class, you know, for the kids. And so I decided that in talking with Brian that we're going to, you know, based upon my conversations with my daughters and what they wanted to do and what made the most sense is that we're going to, we're going to run down there and that will give them an opportunity to run at a different track and a different class with, you know, with more kids and, um, you know, meet new people and it will be, it will be good all around. So our main focus is, you know, Ava and Aaron and running series races and filling in as we feel like it with the scheduling uh, in between that. Um, we're definitely planning on doing some shakedown stuff with, um, with the new, uh, with the chassis and then the new bodies and the stuff we're doing there and, you know, shaking the motors down and everything before we really hit it. But, and then, you know, jail and tears will run down the action park. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, maybe like half a dozen races. We'll see how the schedule plays out, but um, I don't think it's going to be any more than, you know, I can't see us going down there more than like six times with them just due to, you know, their approach and um, distance and everything else we got going on. So. No, that's totally understandable. Uh, so. 2022 is shaping up to be a somewhat busy year for you as far as race director, team owner, uh, and being split in two directions with, or maybe even three, with, you know, your race director hat and then... Uh, the older two and then the younger two. Are you still going to look at having the Ron Bachman in the fall? And, I mean, I know we haven't even started racing yet, so you're probably thinking, Craig, why in the heck are you even bringing that up? But you and I both know that uh, putting stuff together earlier, sooner rather than later, is usually the best uh the best thing possible. So with that being said, is the Ron Bachman Memorial, uh, is that looking to take place this year? Uh, Are you going to hold off one year again, or are you just going to fly with it? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, At this point, I don't have a definitive answer one way or the other. Um, it's it's uh i i don't know at this point um the the more racing is kind of um it's been kind of dying a slow death for the past couple of years and it's it, it the the you know from talks with um uh you know guys in the area and everything there's really not it, it would be nice to put the race on i would love to put the race on i'd love to work with paulie down there at dodge again and put the race on i'm just not sure that um, it would be worth it to do so. Um, just there's no there's no interest in out of, out of the out of the sport to race. Um, with that being said, will I? You know, is it possible that maybe I'll do something? I'll try to do something and it'll be a little off the wall, different. And maybe I'm not sure. I really, you know, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I've been, you know, we've been doing a lot of. Uh, I've been getting ready for this uh, with the kids, um, and you know, we've been doing a lot of a lot of uh, sim racing online over the winter. So I've been really involved with that. Um, and just focusing on really getting the, you know, getting the, the carts and, and the four kids, kiddos up and going. So um, 
I, I, you know, you said, you know, it's, you said about it being busy. Um, it, it is, but it isn't. Um, I'm not going to be involved on a weekly basis as far as trying to put races on. Um, you know, when we do the NYCKS stuff, I don't, you know, I'll, I'm, you know, I'll be kind of in the background. You know, I didn't really plan on, on, you know, managing, you know, being some sort of, you know, head of anything. Um, uh, you know, my main, my main focus is, is the kids this year and managing what we're going to do there and then really seeing what's going to happen um, next year. Cause at the end of this year, it's going to, you know, this year is going to kind of be a, a, you know, litmus test for where, you know, where the kids, you know, really want to be for next year and what they want to do. And if they want to continue doing it. And, you know, my kids know every day, every time I tell them, I say, if you really don't want to do this, that's totally fine. It's not, I'm not living out any sort of dream through my kids. That's, you know, it's unrealistic to them and not fair to them. So um, I do know that, you know, like I said, at this point, Aaron, Aaron is the one that, you know, I can foresee continuing on in a competitive fashion. So, you know, um, we do have the track here at the house that the kids can run on. So even if the girls don't feel like racing every weekend, they'll still have a place to tear around and have fun. So, and that's really what it's all about. So whether they're racing here at the track or at the house, just casually, and, you know, we're hanging out and they were just turning laps or, you know, actually out there racing competitively, it, you know, it really doesn't matter to me as long as they're having fun. So, right. But, right. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I've worked, I, I've worked the schedule out, you know, theoretically so that, um, you know, I'm not, we're not going to be trailering. We're not going to be hauling any more than like two machines down at one time to a track. Um, and, and this is again with something I talked about with the kids, just cause it's a lot. Um, it's a lot with, um, when it's, um, you know, you're doing it, it's a one man band type deal. So and with, especially with Ava, and you know, and, and it works out because with Ava and Aaron, if we're, you know, we're going to run some series, and it's going to be a little more, um, you know, competitive. You know, with, you know, you know, up a notch on some competitive stuff. You know, we really need to focus on that and take that seriously. And then when JL and Tears are down at Action Park, it's different. It's a different track. It's slick tires. It's not mower tires. It's traditional, and you know, it's you know, I'm going to have to focus on that. So it's. It's um, it's just narrowing the focus, and it should make things overall easier from a week to week basis. And that and that's good. Kaz, what do you got, buddy? Oh boy. So you mentioned you sim racing. No, no. Uh, you mentioned sim racing. Yes, sir. Where? What you? I would assume it would be i racing. Yes. So. What have you and Aaron and also Ava have expanded upon in terms of, because um, I think you, because it looks like you guys um, at times run uh, two cars in the same race. So did we expand upon the eSports side? How did that? Um, yeah, um I mean, over Christmas, um, Aaron has his own setup now. So um, he runs a lot. Um, uh, he and I run together a lot. And then picking back up on Fridays here soon is the Mud Mules. Um, it's kind of – it started out as the powder puff for Ava, and then it's, you know, someplace for her to run on Fridays. And then um, it's kind of turned into a developmental league. So that's going to be kicking up again on Fridays. And then Ava and Aaron will race against each other. So 
um, yeah, we've been doing a lot of racing and a, a lot, all dirt, you know, a lot of different car disciplines. I mean, we're running um, uh, four tens on Sundays now, Aaron and I, and then we have UMP mods on Mondays, uh, uh, prolate models on Thursdays, you know, and, you know, various stuff that we jump into. But um, yeah, I mean, you could say we've expanded a little bit. I mean, we try to, you know, all of us run, you know, at some point during the week, Aaron and I, you know, run more than Ava cause she's here on the weekends, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, we've, we've tried to, to cut it back a little bit and it just doesn't seem to to happen. So, <laughs> but <laughs> um, doesn't surprise me. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's fun. I mean, we've had some, some good success. I mean, Aaron's been a lot more successful than I have, but recently I've been, I beat him once or twice, so I'm happy about that. But he usually uh, he usually puts a hurting on me and most of the other people that we're racing with. So I don't feel so bad because I'm not the only one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you could say we've expanded. It's more it's more that we just uh, you know we we did a lot more over this winter. We were you know we were racing. Um, gosh, I think it was five or six nights a week. It was almost every day. So, um, and it, it, you know, it, it, with everything, there has to be a balance and that's, and we're, we're finding that out. So we're just taking some time off and, and really, you know, kind of picking and choosing what we're going to do. And, um, that kind of mentality is kind of what led to what we're going to try to do this year in real life. Um, with the real life racing is, is balance and, um, deciding that it's, you know, race racing is, is a part of our life, but we're going to, we're going to do, you know, we're going to go camping, we're going to go fishing we're going to, we're going to do a little more things outside during the summer, you know, come to, yeah, go to Florida, see if we can go to Florida. Um, but you know, it's all, it's all about a balance. You know, there, there'll be time and a place where it can be more, more than what it is. But right now with, um, with what we're doing and, you know, the state of, of, you know, racing locally doesn't make a lot of sense to, uh, to put, to make it such a, a big forefront, you know, you got to have balance and that's, or else you get burned out and then you don't have any fun. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's and that's like with anything. Um it's like this show. This show is thirty six, thirty or forty one weeks. Uh I look forward to the off weeks because it gives me a chance to sit back and relax and maybe do something else on Tuesday nights. Yep. And I wouldn't normally do. And then come off season, uh, Chris really unplugs. Taz and I kind of stay active in the group. Uh, but Chris will unplug. But then when we all come back in late January, early February, we're ready to go because we've had that time off. Right. And we've had yeah. that time to recharge our batteries and, you know, Every year I say this is my last year. Um, every year I say this is my last. What that mm-hmm. does? Yeah, this is my last year doing the show. Like this is my last year doing the show, and then yeah, the first part of January, first part of January will roll around, and I'll be like, I am so ready to get this new season off the ground. <laughs> And I get that look where I thought you said this was your last last year was your last year. Well, right, exactly. One more. Uh, <laughs> because you've had that time off. 
I mean, 41 weeks of consistency, uh, you know, you're on every week. It gets, uh, I used to say that with the DJ business, too. Uh, I'm not going to do any more bars the night before a wedding. I'm not going to DJ a bar the night before a wedding. Wrong, because that's where I try out all my new stuff. <laughs> um, you know, new dance songs that I want to try out that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play them for the first time in a wedding. I'd rather play them in a bar the night before. Yep. Um, totally different crowds, but still. Or I got a new piece of equipment. And I want to try them out in a bar the night before a wedding so that way I know how quick I can set everything up and tear them down because I'm too lazy to do it at home. Um, you know, so I, I get it. And less is more, honestly, except for when you're hiring a DJ. Right, um, so when you, if, if some is good, more is better. That's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> uh, Kaz, what else you got? Well, then we'll let we'll get. Uh, I'm sorry that Mister Mister Aaron couldn't join us because I was looking forward to that. Sorry, right. well, you'll you'll have that to book just... him exclusively next time. Yeah, we'll have, and, and that'll be one less hot dog eat next time we come up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kaz, shoot. All right, so. Where can we find you in, uh, in terms of social media? And you can include your iRacing stuff, too. Um, everything is, I mean, the main point is if you look up Rakoski Family Racing on Facebook, um, you can find everything pretty much off there um, or Aaron Rakoski Racing on Facebook. And then that's the main thing. And then, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and Rakoski Family Racing has a YouTube, a YouTube channel which I'm hoping to have more content on, you know, season stuff, race recaps and stuff going on. But that, that's pretty much it. If you – everything for right now, the main places are Facebook and everything's everything, you know, there's links to everything off that. So if you just – Rakowski Family Racing on and Aaron Rakowski Racing on Facebook and everything just spiders off that. All right. Very good. Very good. And All in right, terms well, of – and in terms of sponsors, I don't, I don't know if you got everybody aligned yet, but for those for those that you know you have aligned. Uh, yeah, ones I know I have aligned. Um, I have All Bearing Cleaners and Sewing Center LLC. They're coming back for. Uh, uh, I have uh, Mills Race Fabrication uh, new for this year. Uh, Tangman Outdoor Power new for this year. Uh, Dylan Freebo Photography is back again. Um, I'm you know reaching out and touching base with everyone from last year still. Um, you know, there's some people that, you know, just aren't coming back just for various reasons, but that's that's what we have so far. Um, you know, my mom and dad, the grandparents, they've been a big help too. They've contributed. And, um, you know, uh, I think, you know, when I, I'll just add this quick, we're, as far as preparation going into this year, um, I believe as far as, you know, just overall, this is the first year I've had anyone else touch the cart and do cart prep. But as far as um, everything, I think this is probably the most prepared we are, we've ever been. Um, so I'm excited for, uh, for the, what this season is going to produce and, and um, just going to kind of wing it a little bit and see what happens. 
All right, so let me ask you, because that brings up an interesting point, and then we'll let you go. You said yeah. you're, you're, more, you're more prepared this year than you were previously. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's a combination of, uh, you know, just refining um, where we allocate um, resources and, uh, you know, just the buildup of, of um, you know, spares and um, what we've kind of accumulated, which, you know, it, you know just the buildup of stuff and, and where we've learned over the course of the past couple of years about what, what streamlines and, and when you're, you know, when you're not, um, you know, when, you know, when you're not, you know, have a, have a ton of funding, you know, you have to, you have to manage it well. And we've, um, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, there are certain areas where we spend money on every year um, for new, um, because that's where it matters. Um, you know, but with that comes, a, you know, a, a plethora of spares, um, which is always important. And, you know, we're, we're more, you know, we have, uh, you know, we got with Aaron and Ava running exclusively with the mower tires. I mean, I have, uh, I have five sets of tires. I have three spares, three spare sets on rims. I have two new sets of tires. We have, if you really broke them down, we have six motors for this year. So, um, you know, we're, uh, it's just, you know, we have a great, you know, Brian at Mills Fab is doing a wonderful job getting the carts prepped. I mean, they're going to be fantastic. So, you know, we're really, uh, we're really ready for this year. So I'm excited. Oh, look who just rolled in just in time for me to hang up. It's Aaron. Well, we'll keep it for a couple minutes because we don't have a fan question that we have to answer this week because we don't have, uh, we don't know what it is. So, but if he's uh, do you want to say door, hi to Aaron? I would you like say to say hi to Aaron, guys. Aaron. Sure, like bring to. him on. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I want to I want to say thank you for having me on. Um, I hope that you know we answered all your questions and. And um, I look forward to, you know, hopefully speaking with you guys again, you know, maybe like a mid-season update or something. But, um, you know, you guys do a great job. And, again, I really thank you for having us on. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank so, you. Here is promoter. I was going to say, here is young money in the flesh. Well, not to you guys. He'll be on the phone. So I'm going to go back to prepping tires. Enjoy. <laughs> All righty. Young money, what is going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. So uh, we we heard some we heard some exciting things. You're uh, you and your sister are gonna branch off, and uh, what um, what what are you looking forward to this year? Um, I don't really know yet. I just kind of wanna, you know. I mean, any any type of racing I really like, competitive racing, not competitive racing. I just like really driving the cart. Uh, I really don't know what to look forward yet to this season, but uh, anything can happen anytime. So. All right, all right. So what tracks are you looking forward to running that you guys are planning on running? Um, uh, probably, I don't know a lot of the other ones, but probably Kuroga. I mean, it's 
So it's a really fun track. High speeds, you no know, bank quarters. It's a fun track. So. All right. Aaron, are you, I have a question for you. As somebody who's heavy into racing, obviously we know who the racer Aaron is, but we also know that you like to teach your younger sisters, JL and Tirza, the ways of racing. Are you, do you feel like you're better of, do you feel like you're better as a racer and teaching yourself and learning yourself, or you are better as a teacher in showing your sisters and helping them out? Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, you know, I really like them both. I like helping them because, you know, they're my sisters, so I like to help them race. But uh, on the other hand, you know, I like to, I like to teach myself and grow as a race car driver and get better. So, um, honest, honestly, I like both. So I can't, I can't really tell you which one I like best. Well, that's fair enough because we kind of put you on the spot. He kind of put you on the spot with that question, so that's fair enough. He did. He did. I, he really did. <laughs> but I, but I've watched you. Um, I've watched you at tracks, and I know Taz has too. Um, I've watched you at races, and people will come up to you, not just your sisters. And the one thing that I admire about you, Aaron, and I'm not saying this because. I've known you guys for a few years, is that you don't care who it is. You'll give them advice. It could be somebody four times your age. You know, you're how old? I am 10, about to be 11. Okay. So when's your birthday? Uh, June 27th. Oh, okay. You got a, we got a couple months, yeah. Um, yeah, a couple months. It gives you somebody three, four times your age, and you'll be talking to them, and you'll give them a piece of advice, and then they'll go out on the track and they'll try it, um, and it works, and they'll come back in and they'll say it to you. And I've seen it numerous times at at races, and I just I find that very admirable about you, and that's one of the things that. Uh, that's one of the things that I, I, I admire about you and even your sister, you know, even Ava, same way. If somebody asks her for advice, she'll give it. But, uh, listen, I know you've got some things to do. And, uh, you know, that's that's all there is to it. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for calling, getting home finally from from your mom's. And uh, getting back to your dad, so that way you could be a part of it, because we did talk about you being a part of it um, when we seen it. But we also know that spending time with your mom is is of the utmost importance, and so we appreciate you joining us. You got anything? Uh, you got anything else there, Mister uh, Tasmanian Devil? Oh boy, I don't think I do. Other than uh, we'll see how. We'll keep tabs on how many races Aaron wins since he's, you know, apparently saying oh, he's going to oh, win every real... single one of them. Yes, yes. When we were up there, when they were at our hotel room on Saturday, uh, Luke and the kids, I, I said to them, I said, so, uh, Aaron, how many races are you going to win this year? He goes, all of them. Well, he must have thought his sister was not paying attention. <laughs> 
because uh, she said, excuse me, I'm going to win a few of them myself. So I am looking forward to nice, healthy competition between brother and sister, and I'm sure Dad will rein them in. So, all right, Aaron, we will talk to you later. I hope you have a good night, my friend. And uh, we love having you on, and we're going to book you probably later in the season all by yourself for an interview. All right. That works for me. All right. And, uh, I mean, we'll have Dad on with you to help you out in case you get stuck, but the main interview will be you and just you. All right, buddy? All right. That works. All right. We will talk to you later, and I'll see you in June. All right. Yep. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, that was Aaron Rakoski from Rakoski Family Racing and Aaron Rakoski Racing. Um, all right, so real quick, let's address this fan question, then we're going to go to picks. And uh, what else we got tonight? Chaz, what are um, we missing on the Come with Monday headlines. All right, Monday's headlines. I'll think about that as uh, I'm addressing this question. Uh, so... The question was asked, if a driver gets start to race feeling fine and on lap 28 just can't finish because of a health issue, is the race over for that team? Can another driver take over? If a backup can be put in, what happens if he wins? They can put a backup driver in. The likelihood of him winning is slim to none, and slim walked out the door. Um because he's going to, depending on what, what track it is, he's going to go laps, um, laps down. The seats are pretty much custom made for that driver. So let's say Taz gets in a seat. Taz is driving. He gets sick. I happen to be at the track. I'm not doing anything. Taz's seat and all the pedals are set for Taz. I'm about three inches taller than Taz. Um, so the inside of the car is set up for Taz and his, and his, um, body makeup, the seat and whatnot. So pretty much as far as health drivers go during a live race, their race should pretty much be over. Um, the only way they really, really use backup drivers is if, let's say, Taz isn't feeling well before the race. He had a burger that didn't agree with him. Or Martinsville, he ate a hot dog because we're going to Martinsville this weekend. Uh, Martinsville is famous for hot dogs. He ate a couple of hot dogs Friday night or Saturday afternoon, and they just haven't settled well in his stomach. Um if he's sick before the race and he wants to start the race and then get out, but the chances of him winning a race, uh, that the backup driver winning a race is uh, slim and none. So I hope that answered your question. I know that we are going to look at all fan questions coming through the uh, inbox just in case we don't, somebody happens not to be on that week. Um, So, but I hope that answered your question. Um, so Monday's headlines today.
I'm going to have to say Richmond sleeper, Martinsville waker. No. Could it be? Or could it be Bush dominates Martinsville sleeping, Martinsville sleeper? We'll have to see. Martinsville, Martinsville hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so, that's what I think. I think it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's going to be, you're going to see, you're going to have another first time winner this year, uh, but it's going to be or, a veteran driver. Well, we see a Martinsville, um, crap. Oh, well, we have a Martinsville duel onto the tracking end. All right, yeah. Like we did with we Matt Kendrick, heard- Joey Logano, and Logano uh, Hamlin. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens with the uh, with the um, paybacks for the season. Is this the track to do it at? Absolutely. We've seen it done before. So we'll have to see if uh, if John Hunter is running this weekend. Will he and Ty Gibbs get into it and will – Hunter and John well, Hunter give him a run for his money and put him into the wall if he's running. I don't know if the entry list is out yet. The entry lists are out. I haven't been able to share them. I didn't even get a good look at them, to be honest with you. Listen, so I will say they, they, they're out. I'm, they are out. But I have so I just didn't get to share, and I never even got to really look at them. So I'm kind of at the same play as everybody else. I just want to tell you this. I'm very happy that you got a new job, but I'm also irritated you got a new job. Because we we used to get uh, this stuff early in the day on Tuesday. And now we don't. So you need to tell your boss you have a commitment on Tuesday night, and you need to get that out. <laughs> Do you need Miss Lee to write you a note? No. Miss Lee, I think you need to write him a note. <laughs> All right, see. so let's have the running order, the picking order. All right, so before we get to that, we got some betting odds. As that's the top storyline for Martinsville. So let's see, Cody Ware, opening odds to win at Martinsville this weekend is two thousand to one. So is B.J. McLeod, Josh Balicki on that same boat as well. Corey LaJoy is a thousand to one, along with Michael McDowell. Todd Gilliland is seven fifty to one. Ty Dillon is five hundred to one. Recky Spinhouse two hundred to one, along with Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, Cole Custer's one fifty to one, along with Chris Busher, Bubba Wallace, AJ Almendinger is one twenty five to one. Eric Jones sixty six to one. 
along with Amigo Daniel Suarez and Austin Dillon. Austin Sindrick is 50-1. to one. Kurt Busch, 40-1, to one, along with Eric Amarola. Brad Keselowski, 33-1. Chase Briscoe, 28-1. Tyler Reddick, 22-1. Kevin Harvick, also the same. Ross Chastain, 20-1. Bell is 14-1. Bowman, 14-1. Byron and Larson with Logano are 10-1. Brian Blaney at 8-1 with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott, 7-1. Drex, 5-1. Five to one. All right. But our pick order this week, we'll have, unfortunately, he's not with us tonight. Chris was leading off. And then Mr. CJ would be next up. Um, his picks are Ben Rhodes in the trucks. Noah Gregson in the Xfinity. And then Kyle Bush for the cup side. And guess what? Craig, you're up deck. Um, I'm going to go with someone I have not gone with in a few weeks, and that would be Stuart Friesen in the trucks. Not a bad pick. No, 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 considering, you know, I haven't picked him in a while, and he hasn't been, well, I shouldn't say he hasn't been running all that great, but I haven't picked him in a while, so hopefully I don't jinx him. Um, you know what? I hate to do it, but he's on a hot streak. As long as he doesn't irritate anybody else and bounce anybody else out of the way, I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs again. Uh, Ty Gibbs for the win. All right. And in the Cup Series, I kind of gave it away when I gave my Monday morning headlines, and I hadn't even I seen CJ's picks. I didn't even see oh. CJ's picks when I, when I said it. I kind of left my cat out of the bag with it. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch for Sunday's race, even though um, – Martinsville is usually a Hendrick stronghold. I think that Kyle Busch is going to uh, rest that away and pretty much give the proverbial finger to NASCAR for his uh, penalty. And I know Joe Gibbs was expressing that to uh, NASCAR this week. He was meeting with them. So uh, those are my picks for the weekend. All right. Our production manager, Miss Lee, is now up for picks. And then I'll be rounding things off. So, Craig got the pick a little higher up on the list this time around instead of being one of the first ones to go. How's that feel? Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I know. I was looking All at right. the points. So, Miss Lee I like says, the subject. Ooh, Miss Lee, we're going to be uh, teammates this weekend because she picks John Hunter Nemechek for the trucks. For Xfinity, she goes Josh Berry. And for the Cup Series, she says Joey Logano. I have two of those three. In the Cup pick, I'm 
I've been back and forth on. I'm changing my cup picks. We're going you for a limb. Talk to your daughter first. She's sleeping. Oh. Let me wake her up. So, with with the truck pick, I got to go with a guy who has won here before. He's been very good this year. Zane Smith, my Xfinity pick. I got to go with him again. He's won here before. He won here last year, actually, when he was on a part-time schedule. Now with him on a full-time schedule. He'll lock himself into the playoffs, Josh Berry. And I had Joey Logano as my cup pick. But something that tells me about something tells me about Martin Truex. We've all heard the story that he's never won in a short track and all of a sudden since he won his first short track race, he's been up front with the short tracks. And between Logano was one I had, Truex I had, and Chase Elliott I had. But I'm going to go, but I'm going to feel better with Truex on this one. That's a pretty Logano, good Logano's very close. Almost had to do a coin flip to figure out who I was picking. I'm kind of uh I'm kinda of shocked at your cup pick, I will say. You also had the face as one of my picks, Miss Lee said. Not quite sure what that means. Uh maybe she was thinking about picking Chase Elliott. Because, you know, he's the face oh, that yeah. runs the she's, place. Oh, yeah, she's talking about Chase Elliott, the face that runs the place. Right. Mr. Popular. So, chase the, chase face. the face. Chase the face. So that's everybody's picks in for the week? Except for Chris. We'll wait on his during the week. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I mean... Everybody's got decent picks, uh, and, and we know that Chris will come up with uh, with stellar picks once he's able to. I'm, I know I'm looking forward to Martinsville. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday race. Um, That's right. So the trucks race Thursday. Thursday. Thursday is trucks FS1 at 8 o'clock Eastern. Friday is also on FS1 at 7.30 Eastern. And... Martinsville under the lights. Oh, FS1 has all three races this weekend, not on the main Fox. Wow. Is that because the Masters is on on Sunday? It could be. It could be, but... Could be, but I'm I'm not... I'm picking Tiger Woods to win the Masters if he he decides he's going to play in it. (laughs) <laughs> but that's just my That's just my pick uh, Not a whole lot happening Race wise down here Again um, 
We had the local track. The local track does not, unfortunately, update their website nor their Facebook page with results right away. Uh, so I've reached out to Ken Kenny, who is the promoter down here, and asked him to uh, send me results each and every week. Uh, uh, Miss Lee just said IMSA is Saturday afternoon on USA, and she believes it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you're going to want to check that out, too, if you like IMSA-style racing. Um, I think it's I, – I think different forms of racing is just astronomical to watch. I think that uh, it, it's nice to see how other series do it, and maybe we can – Maybe we can learn from it. I'm hoping that maybe this Saturday, uh, apparently there was two teams that did reverse choreographed pitting. Uh, I'm going to look into that and see if anybody else does that this weekend in the cup race Mm -hmm. and see how they did it and what they did. Um, Go ahead, Taz. All right. So... Unfortunately for you, Craig, there was no racing down there for you. Well, if there was, we don't know about it. But up here in the Northeast, we had round two of the Short Track Super Series Elite Series, which is the sixth race, $25,000 to win each race. Of course, the $25,000 to win uh, championship points fund as well. So with that being said, the uh, modifieds race at Orange County Fair Speedway, Middletown, New York. Uh, 71 modifieds attempted to qualify for a 31-car field, 50 laps to distance. Wow. And we'll skip the first take on that. We'll go to take two. So Matt Shepard and Ryan go down with Mike Mahaney lead the field into turn number two. And we have everyone charging down the back straight away. And the turns three and four, slicing and dicing, completing lab number one. If in the front of the field will be Magic Mike Mahaney, Shepard and Ryan go down with Bacchetti behind them. The file end of the top four and the top five. Danny Cream looking underneath Bacchetti and turns one and two, trying to get by Bacchetti, but Bacchetti shuts the door. And Bacchetti once again holding off Creedon. Move ahead to. 48 laps to go, and all of a sudden, race leader Mike Mahaney stops on the front stretch for some mechanical failure on the number 35. But we'll go back to green flag racing. Matt Shepard on the outside of the front row with Ryan go down to his inside, leading the field back to green flag. Shepard on the outside, go down on the inside. Shepard holds off, go down. He'll take off with a race lead as they motor down the back straightaway. Go down for second. And third is the 16X of Danny Creedon looking to get by the Ringo's Rocket, who won the Elite Series opener in Cherokee Speedway earlier this year. Danny Creedon now takes over the front, takes over the two spot as they drag race down the front straightaway. Going around turns one and two. McLaughlin for fourth. Bacchetti now back to fifth as we have three laps into this feature. Move ahead to 34 laps to go. We're getting into lap traffic. Creedon trying to hold off Max McLaughlin. This is for spot number two. Creedon has second. McLaughlin wants it. Creedon struggling to get around J.R. Hurlbert. That's a lap car, that is, down the back straightaway. 
into turn number three. Herbert her, holds onto the inside lane. Cream's trying to go around him on the outside, but can't find a way around. McLaughlin is trying to find a way around Creedon as he's reeling him in into the inside side by side. McLaughlin takes second from Creedon. Creedon back to third, and McLaughlin will make work on the 6H of J.R. Herbert down the back straightaway with 32 laps to go. Move forward to 28 laps to go. Go down to Williamson now do battle. Williamson now making a late race charge as they head down the back straightaway into turn number three. Move Williamson up to spot number four, and we move ahead of 13 laps to go. Yellow flag is out. Billy Van Inwigen slow on the outside of turn number four. And we'll go back to green flag racing, Shepard and McLaughlin. McLaughlin on the inside, Shepard on the outside, leads the field to the front straightaway in the turn number three, back to green flag racing. Matt Williamson into the third spot now, Creedon into fourth, go down into spot number five. Shepard pulls away from McLaughlin on the outside, going into turn number three. Shepard shuts the door on the inside and pulls away by about two or three car lengths from McLaughlin. Down the front straightaway. The top two pull away, but Williamson feeling the pressure from Creedon, but Williamson answers and shuts the door in turn number one. And we see the white flag this time. Shepard Brown turns one and two for the final time. He had a good performance at Cherokee Speedway and didn't an unfortunate event take him out, and he will turn it around in round number two. He will look at the double checkers from Joe Chris, and he wins the Elite Series race at Orange County Fair Speedway in Middletown, New York, picking up the $25,000 paycheck. And behind him was Max McLaughlin in second, Matt Williams in third, Danny Creedon and Ryan go down the top five. All right, Craig. All right, Craig. Looks like it's about that time. Yeah, it is. It's about that time to get out of here, but... So you didn't hear all the show tonight, right? You didn't get a chance to listen to, you didn't get a chance to listen to Luke. You didn't get a chance to listen to Ashley, David, Herrick. You didn't get a chance to listen to, to Aaron Rakowski. Well, you can. And here's how you can. Check us out on every platform like Spotify, iHeart, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, um, am I missing any Taz? Google Podcast. I don't think I need Google Podcast. If it's on a podcasting network, there is a really good chance that oh, we're on. Right and here. if we're all right, you got them all. So you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSS Feed. Uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, some GeoSaving, whatever the heck that is, Podcast Addict, Caesar, Podchaser, and apparently we're podcasting on YouTube as well. That is awesome. That is awesome. I am uh, definitely excited for that. I think that uh, I love the fact that we're on all the podcasting pod platforms. Share it out with your friend, friends. Uh, share it out with your enemies. Share it out with your frenemies. Um, 
share it out with everybody that you can think of. I want to thank Taz tonight for, uh, uh, of course, always just doing a, a, a heck of a job. I want to thank Ashley and David Herrick. I want to thank Luke Rakoski, Aaron Rakoski, for joining us as well. Um, I want to thank you guys because without you guys, well, there's no really point in doing this uh, each and every week. Um, hopefully it all works out well. Chris will be back with us next week. And uh, Taz, get us out of here, buddy. Let's go home. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Race Chat Live here on Blog Talk Radio on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. You can catch us at the same bat time, same bat place next week at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. This is Race Chat Live with the caution flag of Radio Chris Creighton. Uh, the DJ Music Man, Craig Moore, and I'm the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying so long, good night. We'll see you next week. Hold on one, hold on one second, because we forgot one, Taz. Shame on us, man. want to thank the uh, 110 Nation for hosting on the platform as well. Um, we can't thank Jason and uh, Mr. CJ and all the stuff that he has done for uh, the 110 Nation uh, as well as Race Chat Live. Be sure to check him out um, Wednesday night. He wasn't on last night because uh, he had the 24-hour bug or whatever, but he will be on uh, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And then Thursday, I think, is the the regular Thursday night show. Uh, yeah, the Southern, Southern Dirt Track Report. Report. Or, yeah, they started last Thursday, and they're back again this this year. So uh, tune in and listen to them on Thursday as well. And, uh, you know, hey, we'll talk to everybody on, uh, on next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.